Well, here we are, friends and listeners. We have reached the end of our seventh year, and we're going to wrap up 2017 how we began, talking about the Nintendo Switch. It's been out for nine months at this point, and it has been a tremendous success for the big end. So much so that it's currently on pace to sell more units than all of Wii U by around spring of next year. So on this episode, we'll talk about our favorite games thus far, what we like and don't like, and what's on the horizon for this system for 2018. So listen in once more as we give to you our season finale, the Nintendo Switch, next on Downloadable Content. everyone welcome to downloadable content i am brian and with me we have nick nick and nick yes yes and yes <laughs> uh, it, it is the, it is the nick and brian show for this season finale of downloadable content we may have a ron we'll see what happens Surely he wouldn't want to miss out on what would be his 99th episode but if he does then well you're just going to have to suffer for the two of us for at least the next 90 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's just how it turned out. But yes, we will be talking about the Nintendo Switch on this season seven finale of downloadable content. But before we dive into that chat, just want to remind every one of you out there that every single episode of downloadable content can be found on our website at dlcpodcast.com. It is also on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, and Google Play Music. Check out the website. Since this is the last episode of 2017, um, pay attention to the website because probably around end of December, early January, I will be putting up the recording topics for the start of Season 8, which will begin around the end of January early February, right around there. So be sure to check us out there again, dlcpodcast.com. So yes, we are going to come full circle. We started season seven talking about the Nintendo Switch, which at the time was unreleased, but had only just recently at that point been announced you know, for years, for, 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 well, it seemed like years. All we heard was, was about only the, like one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it felt like it because, you know, we kept hearing rumors and whispers about what is the NX? The Nintendo NX. What is it? I've never known so much about what wasn't. So I've never known so much about what wasn't happening with Nintendo's next system. And then like five months before it got released, Nintendo's like, yeah, here it is. 
and was just like, oh, wait, what? We didn't really have a whole lot of time to get excited because it was, it felt like announcement and then boom, release. Yeah, uh, well, this, we finally got like a first look at the system in freaking what, January? That we finally got to see, you know, the Switch, the size, the, the, the Joy-Cons, or I call them Wemo, Wemo Lights. Uh, Basically. <laughs> And, you know, we we had no time to really get prepared for because, you know, they get, uh, you know, all this gets announced, I'm, I believe, in, like, January, early January. I think it was right around, like, my birthday. And then, you know, March 3rd, here it is. It's it, You had no time to get ready for it, but... They came out guns a-blazing this year, did they not? Oh, I mean, oh my god. They they were ready, and, you know, just... They they announced... They officially announced the Switch in October 2016. So, and it was like, wait, what? <laughs> well, yeah. So January was probably just, like, all the games, developer notes and whatnot. We got the, the trailer, what eventually became Super Mario Odyssey. Uh... Splatoon 2, uh, Arms, which was what the fuck in enhanced. Uh, we Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and of course Breath of the Wild, which ended up being, I, I think, one of the best games this year. I think right up there with uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. I think competing competing for that top spot. Yeah, right now, um, Breath of the Wild is the Switch's best-selling game. At like almost five million units, something like that. Yeah, the fact that yeah, there's there's it's about close to five million units com against over seven million switches. That's <laughs> that's incredible. And, and don't forget, some people bought more than one copy. Yeah, people I, bought those shiny collector's editions and then proceed to not open them. Yeah, like I like. For like the first couple of months of the Switch's release, there was a period of time where there were more Breath of the Wilds out there <laughs> than there were Switches. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, how do you have over a 100% attach rate? <laughs> yeah, that was very confusing at first. Well, not really confusing. I kind of figured people would do something like that just because collector's editions and especially with all the hype that breath of the wild got leading up to its impending release i i think this is one of the few times where a major delay like this game ended up really helping it in the long run i i do agree and you know because of just the short turnaround time between official announcement and release you know we didn't have to suffer through a year, a year plus long cycle of speculation and what ifs. I mean, that's what we, we opened this season with the what ifs. But at that point, we'd only known about the system officially for two months. Like, yeah, two, two, three months. Yeah. yeah. So th precisely, you, you couldn't, you couldn't do a whole lot of speculation, but, you know, because we, we were getting ready for it's like okay it's coming out in two to three months you know what are we getting it's like we didn't have this you know what seemed like an endless cycle of prognosticating with say the ps4 the xbox one it was like announcement and then boom 
you know, Nintendo's been doing a lot of this very fast turnover rate if recently, that just this past year alone of, you know, just, okay, here's the trailer, and you have at most six months to get ready for its impending release. You know, Mario, Mario. Uh, I think the longest was like nine months for Odyssey. And, and but otherwise, it's like Platoon 2 is announced and it comes out in June. You have five months to get ready. You have two months to get ready for Breath of the Wild. You have uh, a month to get ready for ARMS. You have, you, you know, Cur Kirby was announced wait back in September, I believe. And we have, I think, six months before that comes out. So, I mean, it's been very fast turnover rate you have really no time to get yourself you know hype and speculate and all that before it's on your doorstep yeah and and i kind of like that because that's so, because that sort of tells me that development on these titles are most of the way through yes you can definitely see it in the trailers themselves of this looks playable today and it shows how far along they've really been on this project nintendo seems oh, excuse me it seems like they've gone whole hog in making sure that there's no there that you know any development hell that something may, you know that a franchise might go through stays behind the scenes and we know very little about it which is kind of odd because the Wii U was probably one of the leakiest systems we've had in some time. And also, I mean, I think Nintendo is, uh, I would like to think that, but it, it does appear evident that they've learned at least a little from the mistakes they d they made on the Wii U because just the, the sheer number of, or, or lack of news or releases like... It, it felt like the Wii U came out, and then there were crickets for years, and then toward more toward the end of its life cycle, Nintendo was just like, "We're sorry, here's everything." <laughs> well, and I think the biggest problem was, uh, at least for the Wii U, I think it was mostly a timing issue because the 3DS was really starting to accelerate even a faster pace than what a lot of people anticipated and nintendo wanted to capitalize on that and capitalize on its portability and i think a lot of these big name projects ended up going to the 3ds instead of the wii u and it was just kind of this case of being so divided over one or the other and now since nintendo has consolidated both its console and portable markets into one area and there's almost nothing coming down the 3ds pipeline now almost everything is switch related that now we're seeing you know at least one i would say one major title per quarter starting with zelda breath of the wild then splatoon 2 now mario odyssey now for the winter you have xenoblade uh, Xenoblade 2, and they're trying to do like the steady drip, drip of titles, and I think that's going to be better for Nintendo in the long run instead of trying to go, all right, try and get all these titles ready for the holidays so, so people just have, you know, everything to burn on the holidays, and instead go, no, 
People will actually have their cash at you know at other times of the year. It's not just for Christmas. Yeah, and you know we we've seen and and it's so far that's been very very successful for Nintendo. I mean, right now, I mean, as of the end of September, that's the most recent numbers I find. There have been well, now it's probably well over eight million at this point. There were seven point six three units sold. As of September 30th, now with the holidays and holiday buying spree in full swing, that is probably well over 8 million at this point. You know, they, Mm -hmm. they are on pace to just blow the, the Wii U sales right out of the water. Well, the Wii U was what, 13, 14 million units? And they probably will get that by March. Yeah, it, it, it's it's on pace so that, you know, by around March, definitely spring of next year. So within a year of its release, it will go, it'll blow the Wii U out. Yeah. And, and again, I think it's really refocusing on the vision and, you know, coming out with a strong install base. Because there's no sense of releasing a system. They made this mistake with the 3DS too, although they've recovered since. Of you gotta have games to come with the system, and no games, and you're really not gonna push sales, or you're gonna have a huge apology with a bunch of free games six months after its release. Yeah, so Nintendo really did come out more or less guns a blazing with. Uh, you know, I haven't played this myself, but I've heard Snipper Clips has been a wildly popular title. Uh, you know, fun and quirky. Uh, I know you really didn't play because you didn't have a Wii U, but uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out and got a whole new install base for that game. Myself included. I mean, I, I, I'm still playing it. Right. It's fun to just hop into every now and again. Uh, Splatoon 2 has, uh, you know, um, also a very nice install base, over three and a half million units. And I I think we'll probably make, you know, some smaller esports circles, I, I think would definitely, you know, I don't know where I was going with that, definitely be something. Uh, especially since Splatoon 2's got like that, you know, team versus team format of you you can have your team set and then you can face off against another team of four. You could just have your friends versus total strangers. And I, I definitely like sh- trying to show like, that teamwork and uh, they have that weird ass mic app, which really, who's going to use that? <laughs> but... It, it, Nintendo has really shown that, for the most part, it seems like they've learned their, their lessons. It definitely does appear to to be. I mean, um, I, I will say this. I mean, I'm just looking at what the, the top five Nintendo Switch games have been to this point. Uh, Breath of the Wild is number one. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is number two. Right. You know, then Splatoon 2, Arms, and then 1, 2, Switch round out the top five. So... And that that's... And 
I, I, and the sales here, you know, show end of September. So we haven't even gotten the Mario Odyssey numbers yet, and I'm sure that's going to be several million units. I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it gets up near Splatoon two type numbers. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I really want Mario Odyssey, and we'll talk about games in a little bit. But right now, I'm, I'm in my uh, my wife imposed cutoff. Um, <laughs> yeah, April's like that's it. Basically, because my because because I have a November birthday, uh, <laughs> my wife and and you know we've been together thirteen years, and this is every year after October fifteenth. I can no longer buy anything for myself. Otherwise, April. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So. I get screwed for these holiday releases because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm looking at what's coming. I'm like, oh, Mario Odyssey. Oh, Xenoblade 2. Oh, I want these games, but I can't buy them. Other, you know, April's going to have no wish list. <laughs> so, I, you know, our, our friend Ben is talking to me about Mario Odyssey. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. I wish I could play it. <laughs> So whatever games that you know we we we're, we're talking you know Mario Odyssey which came out recently Xenoblade Chronicles which came uh, Xenoblade 2 which came out this week as of yeah. this as of this recording you know all these games that are on my wish list whatever ones I don't get then come December 26th they will be mine <laughs> <laughs> You already, you already have everything just like ready to go. You're chopping at the bet. Uh, basically, I'm just like, all right, we'll see what I get. If anyone gets me any of the Switch games that are on, but if not, December 26th, I'm buying this one and this one. And... I'm ready. <laughs> I mean, yes, I do have other Switch games to keep me company, but I mean, it's Mario Odyssey, and I really, really enjoyed Xenoblade One, so I'm actually really excited for for Xenoblade Two. But yes, to your point, these steady the steady release of major titles, third party titles, and indie titles as well. We'll get there. You know, they're really, really helping to to maintain a high level of interest. And also, the fact that the Switch is three hundred bucks, which I think is the cheapest of the three, unless PS4 and Xbox One took a price cut. For the holidays, uh, the, the PS4 Slim is, I think, I think slightly cheaper. Let's have a look here, right. um, because I know they had like huge, you know, reductions for the uh, for Black Friday. Obviously, uh, let's have a look. I know the PS4 Pros are still um, four hundred bucks because that's what I've got. PlayStation. It's... And no, these are the pros. Come on, where the where the hell is Slim's? Fine, manual search. Go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you, you do that. Um. Yeah, three hundred. So uh, about the same. M more all, all in. So, but still, uh, the one thing that the Nintendo Switch has that the Xbox and the Play PS4 just don't have is the portability. 
And, yeah, we can bitch about the low battery life. I know if you're playing Breath of the Wild, you're lucky you can get two and a half hours out of the portable charge. But the fact that you're able to, you know, to have portable gaming that really you don't get any reduction in graphical quality in uh, uh, frames per second. It, it really is one of the most seamless transitions I've ever seen from a video game console that I never thought would have happened in my lifetime. You know, maybe if we're like 55 and, you know, well past well past our gaming prime and we're, we're playing the PS20s and... Uh-huh. <laughs> but to my point, I just... That seamless transition of, you know, television to handheld back to television is really i really for me still fascinates me and a lot of people have just bought into hey i could just take this on the go with me and have incredible high quality gaming and a whole library just right at my fingertips yeah that's that's it's it's so important and that's been one of of the major selling points it's like yeah uh, I'll play my, my Switch on the TV, or I'll be like, you know what? I don't feel like getting out of bed. Y yoink, you know, just play. And then I could just pop it right back into my, right into the dock and just pick up right where I currently am, right where I left off and just go. It's great. Uh, yeah. So j just to backtrack for a second here, we're looking at sales numbers. Uh, <laughs> you want to <laughs> you, you you, uh, talk about... Uh, Mario Odyssey is is officially the fastest selling game in Mario history. In the f it came out October twenty seventh. In those in those four days, it became the number one selling game in the country. <laughs> it's how, how many units did it freaking push? Um, in those four days, over two million. Jesus. And we're not even counting, I mean, we're counting not just physical copies. Are we counting the bundles with that, too? I, I'm just looking at, I'm just looking at, it says that uh, at the end of October, Mario Odyssey sold 2 million copies. 1.1 million of those were just in the States. Hmm. So, Yeah! <laughs> So, it's at, at one point, uh, somebody did the math. Nintendo was selling 463 copies of Mario Odyssey every minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, this was a highly anticipated game. So, it's over the 2 million mark. It's probably going to be either number one or number two by year's end. It might even beat Breath of the Wild for top-selling uh, Switch game thus far. But, you know... But yeah, it's it's been a, a very, very nice nine months. I'm, I have not lost interest in it. I'm still playing it. Right. You know, I, I'm currently, you know... I. I quote-unquote beat Breath of the Wild. I haven't 100% completed it, but I've put that down. Um, Sonic Mania, just incredible replay value, at least for me. 
Yeah, I definitely got my money's worth out of it, although I personally did not have the Switch version. I had the Steam, but it is available for the Switch, I believe, at the same price, 20 bucks. Yes. So. Yep. Um, right now, I'm actually currently making my way through what is turning out to be a very, very funny funny game and that is mario and rabbits mushroom king battle for the mushroom kingdom kingdom battle oh kingdom battle yeah whatever uh, uh it, 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 that's been your recent like pl you know game to play of late yes after i spent 99 hours playing darkest dungeon on steam and finally beating that i need <laughs> i needed something a little upbeat <laughs> so uh, it's for someone who has completely beaten the game outside of the final challenges, I've gotten through like 97% of that game. Uh, where are you at in your thoughts thus far on Mario Rabbids? I, you know, for somebody who doesn't really like strategy RPGs, I am really, really liking this game. Um, the dialogue in this game is has gotten a few good hearty be belly laughs out of me because I told April, I said, this is the game when Nintendo realized it was too self-aware of its own tropes. Uh, <laughs> like, right now, I'm, I, I, I haven't even, I'm in World 3 right now, so it's been, it's been a slow play, simply because, okay. simply because I'm in the middle of getting ready to move apartments, so... Not a whole lot of time for gaming, but right now, just some of the lines uh, that we've had in this game. Um, Bowser Jr. right now has right now the one of the funniest lines I've ever seen in a Nintendo game. Uh, telling Mario, now if you'll excuse me, I've got things to do and daddy issues to repress. Uh, <laughs> I went. It, it is extremely <laughs> tongue-in-cheek humor that I would only expect from the writers of ubisoft and the fact that you know when this first got announced i rolled my eyes like you know i i was oh i was up for ubisoft nintendo joint project but i wanted rayman you know i didn't want the, the fucking rabbits i wanted you know some of ubisoft's more notable franchises but there has been no better match, I think, than to have, you know, to have, you know, Mario as kind of like this straight-laced character dealing with the antics of the Rabbids. It, it's just, it, I did not, I, I did not expect it to be so well thought out. And then to just have XCOM-like combat, uh, as someone who's never played XCOM, it was a—it's been a really fun experience and something that makes me go, "Well, maybe I would want to try XCOM now." Yeah, and, and same. It's like you know, I, I'm like, this is a very nice introduction for me to strategy RPGs. You know, it, it doesn't get too bogged down in its own minutia of gameplay details to be overwhelming it's and you know it's it's in the mushroom kingdom which means that you're gonna find a ton of whimsy and yeah you have mario but the real action is with the rabbits it's i'm glad that they are useful 
Like, I just got, um, Rabbit Mario. And I, 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 I'm dying. I'm just, I laugh my ass off. <laughs> with, with just how zany some of these characters are. And yes, the dialogue reminds me very much of that same sort of tongue-in-cheek, uh, feeling I get from Paper Mario, the later Paper Mario game specifically. I think they, I, I, I relate it a little more, not to the Paper Mario games, but I relate it more to the Mario and Luigi games. Okay. Of, of that, of, of kind of that subtle humor with wordplay elements, a little bit of slapstick here and there. It was especially with the rabbits and you, Brian, and I will say this because you, uh, from where you are at the game, you haven't gotten to what I think is the funniest part. So I'm waiting for you to get, to get there. And you will understand when you get there, what I mean by that. I'm sure I will. I mean, and it's been, you know, it's it's been nicely challenging. I mean, yes, the game does have an option for you to get to do easy mode, but I'm like, no, fuck that noise. I don't want the game. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, you, easy mode only fills up your HP and then fills up like 50% more above your max. It does not change the how hard those rabbits can hit. And agreed, I don't do the easy mode, but that game is definitely not cakewalk. You really do have to kind of think and strategize your way around. And just that whole gun gameplay, really, I didn't think that would work so well with a Mario game. But I also abused the shit out of Luigi and his awesome sniper rifles, so... Now, what I'm finding so far in the early going is that I really... I have uh, Rabid Luigi. I love his vampire ability. I... His vampire ability is... It, the vampire alone is just um, is absolutely dope of just it, because it's not just damage it's a status effect so everyone can get in on healing rabbit luigi ended up being like the best healer in the game and you have dedicated healers <laughs> yes it's like what because for a while i'm just like okay i've got rabid peach and regular peach as well because regular peach uh can heal uh an area of effect by the jump. If you if you jump yeah, on somebody, but it, honestly, it's I personally think it's not that good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you first get it, it's very useful, but then later on, it becomes, you know, like the, when Peach actually becomes a playable character, and you have to use Peach. It's a uh, yeah, like for the boss at least, of a, at least just just for one for one battle, but to the. I I really found that I find that there's definitely certain different play styles you can play and you have with that game because there's rifle users, there's sniper rifle users, there's shotgun users, some have rocket launchers, some have rubber duck grenades. No, I did not make that up. I'm I'm, I'm sure. Um, with sentries and you you uh, and having all the different kinds of of guns and how you can best use your strategies for me i kind of just picked the targets apart from afar really not letting anyone get close so i really didn't gravitate towards 
the shotgun users. I I liked more my blasters and characters with high mobility. Yes, and you know where. But, but I've seen other people play this game, and they gravitate to, more towards a ground and pound defensive style that use more point blank range shotguns over, you know, staying staying far back, and and that is nice to see that there's more than one way of tackling your various problems. Yes, and what I what I have found is that I, I'm sort of more along the lines of the ground and pound, but it's but it's also situational depending on the battle. Like I think I think I speak for maybe everyone who has played this game when to say that the the battles in where you have to escort Toad are my least favorite battles because it's like oh great great I have to I have to guide this useless character from one end of the board to the other and oh oh the enemies oh and they keep respawning great great so what i i like to do for those battles is that um rabid peach has the secondary weapon of the uh the rc car yeah so i'm just like okay I'm going to put that out, but I'm not going to direct it at anybody. I'm just going to, you know, pick a target far away. Let, use that as a decoy while I, you know, I move Toad along the, uh. Yeah. And I've used the RC cars even, you know, as defensive tools. Yes. Of, of, you know, just having another entity on there. What I typically use them for is, um, there's an ability in the game for for you know people who may not be familiar with XCOM or whatnot called Overwatch, and this Overwatch type ability, it, Mario Rabbits, they call it something else. I think Villain Sight is as soon as you move, they're gonna take shots at you, and, and you you can soak a lot of damage that way, and it can you know. Hit you with status effects. It may prevent you from moving. May prevent you from firing. May prevent you from doing anything. Using your special abilities. So I use those those sentries, those RC cars, to kind of you know trigger those effects before I move my characters. Just as kind of a, you know to kind of pop the effects, so to speak. Yes, that's that, that's it. It's basically a, a very good use of that. Or if I can't use one of those abilities because it's in a cooldown period, it's like, okay, which of my characters has the most HP? Go. You're going to eat up all of this damage. <laughs> right. So, yes, there are, are a multitude of play styles and approaches to this game. You know, it's just a situational thing. And, you know, I think the skill trees are great. It, each character has their own individual uh, traits, which no other character has, which further adds to that level of customization. And so far, I'm really, really liking this. So it's it's a yeah. it's it's a nice nice third party game, and so far so good. I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to build up my Switch's library of games. So, I mean, yes, we Sonic Mania did come out on other consoles, but I said, you know what? Let me get it for the Switch. You know, there's that portability factor as well, which is great. 
I, I, what I ended up uh, getting as far as indie titles are concerned is something called Golf Story, <laughs> which is... I've heard of that game. <laughs> it's very, it's very silly, but it plays very much like the uh, old Mario, like the Mario Golf games. So, and I was itching to just play a Mario Golf title because... Yes. <laughs> we know. <laughs> so, I did for what 12 15 bucks something like that it was it was worth worth the investment very short but you know fix that golf itch but i i'm glad how nintendo has been handling indie titles they've handled their major releases i, I they I, again they just seem to really learned their lessons from the wii u there is a game on my list to buy, which, again, after December 25th, um, it's called Wolverblade. And I played this game at the, at the last PAX East. I demoed it because they were, it was still in development last March. And it, it is coming out for PC, but when, but when the Switch came out, the studio decided, you know what? We're going to do a Switch version first. And Wolverblade is a side-scroller beat-em-up. Uh, think Streets of Rage. <laughs> but It's funny you mentioned Streets of Rage, because I was literally watching videos on that, like, a week ago, so... But the game is set in ancient Britain. So, I, I I really liked playing it at PAX. I'm looking forward to buying this. Um, we obviously got some ports in there. Shovel Knight. Um, which I, I, I did. I broke my, my own rule about never having more than one copy of the same game. But I, I love Shovel Knight so damn much that I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm getting it on Switch. Like I paid peanuts for it when it when the first game came out on PC four years three four years ago. I'll throw them some more money. <laughs> also, the fact that uh, I have nephews who love Shovel Knight, and I brought it, bought it on my Switch, brought it for Thanksgiving, and they had a blast. So, um, <laughs> the the remake the port i should say of skyrim which i don't I, i'm guess i don't how many of you out there have like five or six versions of this game now it seems like uh, <laughs> eventually they're gonna come out with nes cards of the fucking game <laughs> um, don't give bethesda ideas they will um and also resident evil revelations one, uh, one and two which apparently is getting good reviews um well, I'm like, all right. I mean, I have it for PC. I mean, it's a, they're they're both great games, so great. Knock yourself out. Um, what else do I have? And again, Xenoblade Two that just came out. I am really looking forward to playing that. I love the first one. Apparently, it will scratch your JRPG itch. Which one is that? Uh, Xenoblade 2? Xenoblade Chronicles 2? Oh, yeah, sorry. I you, I kind of just cut out there for a second. I was like, oh, wait, what now? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Uh, apparently, I, I guess it's very muddled and confusing for Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which kind of sounds like the first game, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I, I read the Kotaku review of this game, and I actually, I, I wasn't really thrilled about the review, not because, you know, they, uh, whatever, but because the person who reviewed the game opened the review by saying that, he didn't like Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and the the other Xenoblade that came out for the Wii U. I've... Yeah, if so... if, I mean, you kind of have to come in with, you know, a more open mind. I, I, I mean, I would be in the same boat of, I've seen the gameplay footage of Xenoblade Chronicles 1. I already know, point blank, that is not for me. And I know that if I play it, I am not going to like it because it is that active time-based strategy game. And I, I am absolutely hot garbage at thinking on the fly. And you throw that in with, you know, you know very complicated controls and no one's going to argue that it, you know, it takes a lot of practice to get good at Xenoblade Chronicles. So to check it and, and to open with your review with that, I, I kind of disagree with that. You could still have your problems with the game, and it, certainly, you know, if you go, for example, on on Metacritic, it, I, it, it definitely does not have the greatest scores in the world, and there's definitely a lot of mixed reviews. But at the same time, you're, you're taking the good with the bad. Like and, any game. Like any game. And, you know, if somebody says that a Xeno game is confusing, I'm just like, welcome to the Xeno series. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if you... if you, if, but, that, That's right. You've played all of Xeno Saga. You just went... Are I you this again, but I don't have 100 hours. Uh, you know, when you say that, oh, this game is... Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is confusing. I'm like, are you new? <laughs> have, have you not played literally any other game that has the Xeno prefix in the title? Confusing is its trademark. <laughs> like I, I, I forgot you played Xeno Saga. <laughs> like if you if you man if you go through if you manage to play an entire Xeno game and you understand the plot fully one hundred percent, you played it wrong. Like, like you did Zeno wrong. <laughs> like, if you, if at any point during the game you don't go, what the fuck did I just witness? Uh, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Either that, or you're playing the game while you're high on laudanum. That's the only other. Uh, that's the only other thing I can say. So by calling a Xenoblade game confusing. I'm just like, well, good for you. Welcome. Welcome to the franchise. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to playing it. That's, that is definitely on my buy if I don't get it. Also, a game that I it's it's been out, I just haven't picked it up, is Splatoon 2. Now, Nick, I know you've played that. Yeah, it's a, quite a bit of it. It's very much like the first game, but... It, 
Brian, imagine, you know, 4v4 squads, but your main objective is not to eliminate the enemy team. That the objective is to cover as much turf in your color as possible in a three-minute time limit. It's such a quirky take on a, 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 on a shooter that uh, it really is quite I enjoyable of just seeing some of the, some of the ridiculousness that can come out of it like oh look you have an umbrella that shoots ink <laughs> but it also is a is a protective barrier now granted because of my crazy hectic schedule i have not played this nearly as much as i would like i think i'm all still only at level eight some people are at like level fucking 40 but <laughs> I will say I enjoyed my time with Splatoon 2. It's just I know I'm going to be an eternal scrub. <laughs> eh. You know, so so it goes. I mean, there's there there's uh, there's games that I really want to play and I will eventually get. I mean, Arms. Um, I don't know if I'm going to pick up the eighth incarnation of Street Fighter 2. <laughs> uh, as someone who is not a big fighting game person, I understand the appeal of you know Street Fighter Two because of how iconic it is and really brought fighting games to the forefront. But let the thing die. <laughs> let it die. It's sweet death. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It's like seeing, like, an 80-year-old horse and it's still trying to walk. It's just... You, you feel bad for it. You know it's had a good life and you just want to put it down like Old Yeller. <laughs> because you know it's the best thing for it. Ah, uh, uh, well. Although, speaking of fighting games, I've heard in the pipelines that there may be Soul Calibur 6 for the Switch. Hmm. Interesting. So, and, I mean, you and I both played the shit out of Soul Calibur 2. <laughs> yes. So. I, I, I mean, I still have it. <laughs> so, it's one of those interesting notes of, hmm, keep that in mind. That, 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 that's a maybe. I, I still have my copy of Soul Calibur 2, and it, that ain't going anywhere. <laughs> Did they try to re-release Soul Calibur 2 for, like, some of the systems, and it just wasn't the same because I, I don't think you had the exclusive characters? I honestly don't know. Something along those lines. I don't quite remember that. that. But anyway... Yeah, Street Fighter 2 on Switch, it's, it's, I, I had that moment of, why? Just, why? <laughs> like, just, I don't know. Yeah. Alrighty, so I think this is a good place to cut to break, and on our second half, we will talk about what is on the horizon for the Switch for 2018. 
we will talk about what downloadable content has planned for 2018 as well once we've wrapped up the nintendo chat but in the meantime you have some music i will play a few rounds online of mario kart 8 and get my ass handed to me it'll be good it'll be good you are listening to the season seven finale of downloadable content with nick and i we'll be back our season seven finale of downloadable content talking about the switch nick and i are still here i haven't gone anywhere yep. nowhere at all we're at all we've we been here for the for the entire 15 minutes while you've been listening to music you're listening to fine wonderful music so here we, 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 let, we were talking about a lot of the games in the first half and all the, the great things that Nintendo has done with the Switch and, and all of that. So, you know, we'll keep that discussion going. We'll also talk about 
what is on the horizon for Nintendo as it as we get into 2018 because you know there there have been some very recent announcements as well as to uh, new games coming out um but before I dive into that uh something that came to my head during the intermission uh in the last software update in the last system update for the switch they added support for the gamecube controller adapter <laughs> yeah which, which i mean it means that we're gonna get gamecube virtual console more than likely which is great but the other thing it does is that it gives another GameCube controller support for Smash Brothers, which I'm so sick of hearing. I am sick of people de de declaring the GameCube controller for Smash like the God-given gospel and not willing to try anything else. Seriously, you don't want to, you know, there are better designed controllers. <laughs> Interesting you say that, because that that definitely puts you in the minority, probably. Uh, uh, no, that definitely puts me in the minority. Okay. There is no maybe on that one. <laughs> okay. I mean, just for, for my money, I always like to use the system's default controller whenever I start a new Smash game. Same. And, and, and I just get used to it. Yeah. I, I, lear I learned to, to deal with the, with the learning curves because... I, I, and I can only speak for myself, I can't speak for others, but over time, I beat the shit out of my controllers. <laughs> my GameCube controllers, the, the controller sticks kind of like, they, they, they don't stay in the middle, they kind of wobble all around. That's like, like, you've worn them out so much that they are a part of you now. <laughs> so, I, I have to keep using newer and newer controllers, and you have any idea how hard it is to find old retro controllers that actually work? It's very fucking hard. <laughs> yes, I mean, and I think also, you know, yes, I when when I saw that they were adding GameCube support um, for the Switch, that was my first thought was, we're getting a Smash game. You know, either... More likely a port of Melee. Because that's that competitively, that's still the game that gets played. Not Smash Four, not Brawl, not uh, the hack other um um oh what Project M. It's melee. Yeah, and you know that that's the thing that Super Smash Brothers is is a very popular esports title, and the GameCube controller is the controller du jour for that game. So. You know, I would be very happy with a port of Smash 4. Honestly, I don't see that happening. Really? You don't, you don't, reason, you don't see that? Like, the, I mean, we got Mario Kart 8. Why would you think that? Because for, for that very reason, Mario Kart 8 was announced. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe was announced the day that the Switch was pretty much unveiled back in that January conference. Yep. If Smash 4 was going to be ported to the Switch, Nintendo would have said something already. All right. A after nine months, they would have at least, even if there was nothing added to it, you know, they could have done like the Metroid Prime 4 announcement. Just say, hey, it's coming. We don't fucking know when, but it would be on the way we're working on it we're building the port 
Because I don't see Nintendo doing doing like what Valve does and just be like, oh yeah, we have this announcement and uh, it's out today. I, 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 Nintendo just never struck me as that kind of a company to do something like that. I can so see I, So I think the next Smash we see is, I mean, obviously Melee for the Virtual Council everything, but if it's going to be a Switch title, I think it's going to be Smash 5. All right. I, I, I can certainly see that line of logic. I was thinking along the lines of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe being a sort of test for Nintendo to see how well that port sold. And then they would go, okay, this one sold a bajillion copies. Um, let's go ahead and do one for Smash. But you might be right. We could be seeing uh, Melee or we could, or that might be a hint that there's going to be a Smash 5 and, and that that's that would be my ultimate gap. My, my my best bet is, I think melee will come out probably sometime in 2018. If I had to guess, I th I think Virtual Council's not that far away. I mean, we're already starting to get arcade titles at this point, so I think it, it's slowly being rolled in. And melee, I think, will be one of the earliest titles once they announce hey here's the gamecube virtual council library and here's pr probably the the premier title in that initial batch i would say between that mario sunshine and luigi's mansion maybe prime one i, I would say that's going to be like the initial rollout and then you know that will be the timey over until we eventually get smash 5 probably closer to the end of the switch cycle mm. but you know now that we have gamecube uh support and also they rolled out hulu in their last update as well now i know that initially we both know that initially when the switch was announced last year that the fact that it wasn't initially coming with Netflix, Hulu, and all the other media streaming stuff that is on the other two consoles. Initially, that caused some consternation, and I remember both of us saying at the time in our in our first episode this year that we thought that that actually wasn't really, you know, we, we thought that not having Netflix and Hulu right out of the gate was actually a pretty good thing so that Nintendo could focus on their core, what, what they actually want the system to accomplish, and after some time going, okay, we can start rolling this out. Right. And so now now we've got Hulu, so which which makes me wonder if there's going to be Netflix coming along as well as it's as they try to make switch a little bit more of that sort of all-in-one media or not. I mean, the switch can only handle so much. It is not the that type of powerhouse that the PS4 and the Xbox One are, which are basically PCs. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a little curious to see what eventually comes out with all this, you know, with, with, especially with Hulu. Um, do I, do I really see this as being like the, you know, the, the you know, the beginning of the opening of the floodgates for, Net, Netflix, Crunchyroll, and all the other, you know, 
uh, television apps, maybe, but it, it should never be Nintendo's prime focus. It should be about the games. And, uh, but portable, but portable anime will definitely sell. That's for sure. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a, a big anime fan, but yeah, I mean, there, there are definitely markets for those. I just don't know if the Switch will be, you know, fully capable of that. But, you know, I didn't buy a Switch because I wanted to watch Netflix or Hulu on it. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I want to do that, I've got I still have my PS3 for that. Right. So, all right, moving ahead to 2018. Now, this is this is the fun part. This is where we get to play prognosticator. We get to we get to be uh, every single uh, like sports talk show host and and guess what Nintendo is going to do for 2018. We have some announcements already. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. You know, starting right off the bat, Kirby Star Allies. Yep, that looks... I mean, I, I kind of called that when it was announced, like... Because it was announced at E3, and I kind of figured, like... We were just about due for a Kirby title. And I was glad to be correct, and... Uh, it just looks like it's going to be an absolute blast to play. I, I imagine it's going to be, I think they said spring 2018. So I would say March or April is when we're going to expect to see this. And that will be where all my spare time goes. <laughs> oh, yes. You and Kirby are like best bros. It's just... <laughs> There's a few game series that, I, I know, it's just like, I will continue to buy these titles and know that I will enjoy them. Mario is one. Kirby is another of just yeah I I rarely get a bad title out of Kirby. I think the the only one where I kind of was very mad about was uh, Canvas Curse and those type of Kirby games. Yeah, for you, the Kirby is definitely one of those franchises that's just like, yep, I'm buying it. Well, then they showed the return of the cleaning power-up from Kirby's Dream Land 3, which I thought was a very underrated power. Good to see that come back. And Yo-Yo, which was one of my favorites in Superstar, so I'm glad that's coming back. And then there's Power Fusion, which is also a really, you know, it's something we haven't seen since Squeak Squad and Crystal Shards, so interesting to see how nintendo will take that direction yeah i'm i mean i haven't played a kirby a main kirby title since what the hell epic yarn and uh, that, that's that then and just that game reduced me to just a, a whimpering pile of cute because of of just how adorable epic yarn is it's like it's like watching a puppy <laughs> <laughs> Um, I saw a announcement for Shin Megami Tensei Five. I never played those kind of games, so I really don't know what they're really about. But anyone that I seem to talk to that knows a bit about that series or Persona is jumping up and down giddy excited, so I'm guessing that's a good thing. 
I believe what Atlas makes them. So yes. So Strange will definitely be its middle name <laughs> if it's an Atlas title. Uh huh. Um, a game that I am looking forward to. We don't have a specific release date yet. Uh, we just know that it's 2018, and and you know because of that, subject to change. Dragon Quest Eleven. Yay! <laughs> it's, I, 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 I love it. Uh, there is, the Switch version is confirmed, right? I, I know the 3DS ones are confirmed, and there's a PS4 version, but I didn't hear anything about a Switch it, it, version. It, it is confirmed. Um, But as for a release date, they just said 2018, and because this is Square, <laughs> we don't know for sure. Hmm. It would be nice to see it's it's nice to see a Dragon Quest game come back to Nintendo. I know we have the uh you know, we have now Well, we had Dragon Quest 9 and 10. Uh 9 was DS exclusive, 10 never made it to the states. That's because 10's an MMO, which ugh, I hate when Square does that. Um Yeah, agreed. Uh And then they re-released 7 and 8 for the 3DS. Yes, they did. And that was my first time playing Dragon Quest Seven on the 3DS, and very fun game. But holy fucking shit, I will not play that game again. It's way too goddamn long. Oh, oh, oh! oh you mean oh, you mean a hundred hours of main story wasn't thrilling? <laughs> God, I remember playing that on the on the PlayStation One, and by the time I was reaching the end, I'm just like, please, please, for the love of God, let it end. End. Be end. Are you over? End. <laughs> That game was way too long for its own good. Good game, but but about oh, forty hours. Shit, holy shit, that game is long. But about I forty mean, hours you know, too the, long. I I think I played two hours before I got into the first goddamn random battle. Holy shit! Uh-huh. <laughs> Dragon Quest Eight is another extremely long hundred-hour game, but at least you kind of get into that a lot faster. <laughs> Um, let me see if this game is, oh, yeah, it's not out yet. It's a port. Um, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. It's very interesting that Bethesda is, like, releasing a lot of the, a lot of these games out for the Switch. We just had Doom come out for the Switch. And it's just like, wait, really? <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I enjoyed Doom. I loved the new Doom as someone who, up to that point, never played the Doom franchise. But it, it was just one of those, eh? <laughs> and then this just see, oh, and, all right, Skyrim, okay, the fortieth billionth version of Skyrim, okay. uh -huh. and then Wolfenstein. It, I, I hear good things about it. I may invest into it i don't know i mean i mean you're fighting nazis that's uh, you know that's all, already it's like okay points <laughs> yeah and I, I, I okay just as an aside the ad campaign for wolfenstein 2 the new colossus uh they gave no fucks and <laughs> and uh, and you know the the whining crybaby alt-right who were just like hey you know, you're that no, and I'm like, dude, have you never played a Wolfenstein game? That's a 
like seriously, Wolfenstein's been around since the early nineties. That's its basis. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's you know, and I'm even gonna go. I'm even gonna go back further before you continue with B. Um, you said Wolfenstein. Uh, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. The first Wolfenstein game came out in 1981. Oh, well, today I learned. Cat originally it was Castle Wolfenstein, released in 1981 for the Apple II. Man, yeah. Have you ever played those Apple IIs? Those were something else. So, so for the entire existence of this franchise, it has always been kill Nazis. Always! <laughs> and here's the thing. You know, it's like that one comedian has said. I can't remember the comedian and maybe maybe add, add that in post or something. But you know, the, the, the good thing about a Nazi joke is you can make Nazi jokes and if anyone gets offended by a Nazi joke, guess what? <laughs> hey! Thank you for identifying yourself. Punch! Um... <laughs> But yeah, the fact that there were that people you know offended by the Wolfenstein two uh, trailers and commercials, uh, then Bethesda doubled down on it. <laughs> well, yeah, because Bethesda actually has common sense. <laughs> so this series, which has been in existence now for thirty six years, that has been their entire premise, and you know, well, so okay, I, I, I deviated. What was B? <laughs> No, I already said B. Okay. Do you have a C? <laughs> no. Okay. So, and just interesting to see, you know, to branch off of that, third parties getting in on the Switch action. Ubisoft, Bethesda. Yeah, uh, I think Ubisoft is putting Steep on the Switch, which also looked inter- interesting. Uh... Yeah, EA with the FIFA FIFA games. Oh well, that that, that <laughs> you could count the seconds until EA got on that gravy train. <laughs> um, I I've heard Two so K Rockstar. They just re-released La Noire on the Switch. Yes, um, we are getting. I've heard some whispers about a new Fire Emblem. Um, well, there's Fire Emblem Warriors out now, which is very much like uh, Dynasty Warriors meets Fire Emblem. Kind of like Hyrule Warriors. Okay. For some reason, I thought I heard some whispers about a, a brand new Fire Emblem game coming I, out. I, I, I would say if we don't if we don't get, you know, the next Nintendo Direct, which I think is set for later this year, you know, this December or next year, early next year. If we don't start seeing trailers for it, I will be very, very surprised. I, I think we're going to get one sooner than later. Um, uh, more whispers about a, a a core Pokemon game for the Switch. Uh, yeah, uh, I in the no surprises category. They will, you know, obviously gotta let Ultra, you know, Sun and Moon run its course, but I would say 2019, 2020, definitely realistic goals. Um, let's see. 
We uh, yeah, yeah. Soul Calibur Six is a question. It's that would be fun. I I mean that that's the rumors and whispers. I I honestly don't know uh, because we don't even know if Soul Calibur Six is a thing yet. But you know you know you listen to every rumor mill. It's like yeah, it's definitely a thing. Namco's been working on it for a, a while, and it's like yeah. But four and five weren't really that great. <laughs> so what are they gonna do with six that will, you know, kind of bring it back to the glory days? No idea. No idea. No idea. Who knows? And obviously, Nintendo's gonna, you know, have a presence at E3 in some some respects. It's well, they usually have like a couple core games, and then just their their their, you know, conference, not conference. <laughs> uh, Metroid uh, Metroid Prime Four, obviously. I again, that was one of those. Yeah, kind of figured it was going to be on the way. We don't know anything else about it. We just know it exists. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's like, yeah, it's a thing, right? <laughs> right guys guys <laughs> that's all we get a teaser image that's it yep it's just like poke um let's see i just had it oh yeah what is i've been seeing more and more about this this project octopath so you actually have not played the Bravely Default series, have you? Have you not? Have you not? I have not. Okay. So it's made by that development team, and supposedly it is a it is a Bravely Default style RPG or JRPG with kind of a you know you know like a reserve point action system, very much like Bravely Default, but it has kind of like eight different storylines kind of very much like Psychant and Setsu 3 for the Super Nintendo where you could kind of pick your own character and you know they each have their own story they may mix around with other characters at some point and each one has a unique like action like one can challenge the duels the other can be like an escort quote unquote um <laughs> And that that's really all I know about it. I did not try the demo, but that seems to be like Square's next big retro JRPG project. So it'd be interesting to see. I'm big on multiple storyline games, especially if it's going to take like 40 hours to get through one storyline. I'm not going to play the game eight times to see all eight different paths and how they intersect. Or, God forbid, if there's like, a, you know, a ninth true ending path, it'll be like, shoot me now. But if it's 10, 15 hours of story, okay. You you might have my interest. It, it depends on a lot of different factors, but we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of agree. I I'm not really a big fan of games that uh, that uh, it's you're forced to replay it over and over and over again to uh, to get the full experience or the true. Uh, or, or if you do things like that, have 
you know, have the game be largely the same, kind of like Seventh Saga. Something mm. like that. That is true, yeah. But, uh, are we, oh yeah, there's also the uh, the adorable uh, Yoshi game. Oh yeah, the, the one where I go, I need to beat Wooly World. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw the trailer for that and I'm just like, oh great. I'm gonna, uh, this is going to give me the same sort of reaction as uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn did. I'm just going to be like... <laughs> Gonna want to reach out and pet it. It looks like it looks like they have the red coin system back again, and it's gonna be like, oh, good, that, that'll be some more gray hairs on my head. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna, it's like I'm gonna get that for the switch. I'm just gonna pet my pet the screen. <laughs> it's like it's so cute. But Nintendo looks like it's got some pretty solid. It's got some solid releases due up in 2018. I, I don't think we're going to see a, you know, radio silence. No, I I think Nintendo is aiming for that major game a quarter type of approach. And I think it's going to be a very successful business model for them. They know that it's not going to be everyone's main game of you know, main system of choice. And Nintendo has decided to make it more of a supplemental system rather than your primary system. And I think that's the smart way to go about it. And you just have, you know, a couple games here and there and just be like, okay, they'll, they'll you know, buy it for a month or two. Maybe sprinkle a couple indie titles when the virtual console hits, you know, and, you know, you'll have a few games there. And just keep doing it in that style and that you know st you know method of steady games coming out. That will be what drives Nintendo to success. And so far, they've that's what they've been doing. So we're gonna we're gonna keep uh we're gonna keep our fingers crossed and you know keep on playing i'm 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 really really pleased in the direction that nintendo is is going in you know it's it's very clear that they've got a path forward and not just uh because it really felt like with the wii u they were winging it <laughs> it really yeah. did i think they were just trying to cash in on that whole wii name thing and just <laughs> didn't I, the the name was wrong. The the system had enough punch to it. Everything was very gimmicky. They they tried to force the gimmick. It really didn't work. And in letting companies kind of just more or less do what they want, I think is going to be the way the way that they're going to find success is just. If, if wonderful things happen when you like the developers have the freedom to design it the way they want to design it yeah and, and and yeah it's just and one and you know speaking of one more game now i forget i i always forget and it's just me i forget that sega makes other games besides sonic um <laughs> like talk about sonic forces yeah uh well i was thinking of because i saw this on facebook on nintendo's facebook valkyria chronicles 4 yeah, uh, 
I would have to do some research to find out what Valkyria Chronicles is, but you know, it, it seems to have co- pop up a lot recently, especially with uh, the 3DS with Project Cross Zone and having characters from that series make an appearance. So seems to be regaining some traction. So I'll take a flyer on it. It, it, it is a tactical RPG, and Uh-oh. that that kills it right there. <laughs> it's like, eh! well, I mean, you. I, I am not a TRPG f- uh, person. I, I, I fail miserably at micromanaging. <laughs> well, you were just talking. We talked about in the first half how much we both loved uh, Mario and Rabbids. So but you know. It's so- down Thus rendering your game unplayable and or useless. Oh, the 
obsolescence noun the process of becoming obsolete or outdated and no longer used okay <laughs> so every call of duty game ever <laughs> not no <laughs> Hey, this game is relevant for a year. Now we have a new game, and this game no longer matters. I, I mean, yes. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> yeah, 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 Nick will be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Let's try the veal. But, but you know, when when developers make it so that you can't play a game anymore... Right. I, I, think, I, I think I understand what you're talking about in terms of that, of just... Um, eventually people don't want to, you know, pay the upkeep server costs anymore. They actually want to move on to a different freaking project. I, I, I get it, but it's a fine line to walk sometimes. So I know, I know, and I know that he, he's doing research and, and planning out this episode. Um, we have, of course, because we are downloadable content, we have a block of anniversary episodes that we're going to be doing. I haven't finalized them yet, but uh, there's some ideas floating around. So uh, are you ready to feel old, Nick? <laughs> no, but you're going to tell me anyway. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> hitting the 20-year anniversary mark next year, we have Xenogears. Yeah, we that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Keep in mind now that we're reaching the point where PlayStation One titles are hitting the twenty-year mark. Yeah. So we've got Xenogears. So we're probably either gonna do, if I do that, either just the game itself, or um. You're probably probably gonna do the series. Come on, let's be honest. Well, oh yes, because I mean, I really don't like Xenogears, and we'll probably try to move on as quick as possible. Uh, <laughs> which means I gotta get cracking and replay the Xenosaga trilogy. Um, oh, good luck. <laughs> I've done it once wow, before. Two hundred hours of Brian's life. Yep. God, God, right there, out of out of existence. Uh, Resident Evil Two. Didn't we already just do a Resident Evil anniversary series? Um, we did um, five years ago. Or Fuck, it was five years ago! Five or six years ago, yeah. Or, or even longer than that. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, yeah, like I said, time, time moves strangely. This one I really, really want to do. Parasite Eve. You know, I had never heard of Parasite Eve until I saw someone do, like, a, a Let's Play on it. And, yeah, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of corny to look at it now. But back in, like, the PS1 era, I'm sure that was some scary-ass shit. <laughs> to me, Parasite Eve is one of the most underrated PS1 games. It was Square's answer to Resident Evil. Because it was basically a survival horror RPG. Yeah. And I I loved the first game. The second game was good, but not you know not as good. And the third game I won't even touch. But hmm. so that game turns Parasite Eve turns twenty next year. Uh, Spyro, Spyro the Dragon. Poor Spyro. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I loved that the original PlayStation series when I was a kid. And even the PS2 ones were good. But now he's been relegated to Skylanders roles. And not even a major one at that. I just... Yeah, I, I, I feel... I feel bad for it. Yeah, I, I kind of feel similarly. I feel like Spyro got Sonic'd. 
Yes. Like, after the successes of the original games, they were basically like, okay, now what do we do with them? Yeah. Uh, oh, I, you know, because you were mentioning uh, Spyro, I was thinking like, oh, then Crash Bandicoot should be 20 years old, too. No, he's 22. He can drink. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot can drink. Um... So yeah. Game, game series released in 1998. I, uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid is also oh, on that list. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Metal Gear Now, we did an anniversary series, I think, back in season one of the franchise when it turned 20 or 25. But Metal Gear Solid itself turns 20 so we might be doing just that game um final fantasy tactics is 20 oh if that happens i'm gonna let wyatt guest host that one <laughs> uh gran turismo is 20 yes yes it is how yep I, that, that that would be something i have to talk to my roommate about because he was huge on that series I do enjoy playing Gran Turismo from time to time. I mean, there's like only two. I'm not a, a big racing game fan. So it's like, for me, it's either Gran Turismo or Mario Kart. There is no in between. Right. It's like, I either have right. to go, I either have to go super realistic or balls to the wall whimsy. Oh, uh, here's, here's one if you want to do a, uh, <laughs> do an anniversary episode dance dance revolution is 20 yeah i saw that and i was like all right i don't know how i would make like an hour and a half long episode out of that but all right banjo kazooie is 20 yes that was next on my list uh okay what's 25 i have two of them but you're, you're feel free to go ahead and look uh, one of Nintendo's underrated uh, uh, franchises, Star Fox. Yeah, which has been getting a lot of, uh, yeah, it it, it kind of fell off the map, didn't it? Star Fox Doom is twenty five. Yep, Star Fox is on uh, Doom's on that list. Um, also one of the most top. Selling PC games of all time, Mist. I probably should play Mist, huh? I, I I really enjoy it. It would be it would be considered by today's standards a quote unquote walking simulator. <laughs> um, but I really it's it's a lot of puzzle. You really have to use your head in that game. There's a lot of thinking and puzzle solving in that game, but it is so good. So good, in fact, that I picked up on the Steam, the most recent Steam sale, I picked up Real Mist. Which uh, is Mist, but dragged into the 21st century, because uh, good luck trying to run a Windows 95 game on Windows 10. <laughs> uh, we have Ninja Gaiden is 30. Holy shit, really? I did not see that. Uh, let's see. John Madden Football is 30. Boom! 
Oh. Let's see. I think that's I think that's all the like the biggest ones. I, you know, I, I feel bad for Star Fox, though, because, I mean, that's like Star Fox and Metroid are like the two franchises that Nintendo really doesn't give a whole lot of airtime to. Well, I, I know Metroid is not nearly as big in Japan as it is as a, in America. Just flat out. Really? Yeah, it's it's not very popular in Japan. It's really... The reason why we're really more or less getting Metroid games now is because the U.S. fans kept demanding it. Yeah, I mean, just taking a look, just a brief look at the Star Fox franchise. In 25 years, there has only been... Uh, three, four, five, six... Nine games! There are only nine Star Fox games... Yeah. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, I'm fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> now he so, says. <laughs> so th this is a little before my time, but 1983. So this would be 35. Yes. Little Mac is 35 next year. Oh, Wow. Punch-Out! came out in 1983. Bomberman is 1983. Holy shit. Um, let's nice. See. Uh, any others that I'm seeing? A lot of, well, no shit. Atari games. Um. <laughs> yeah, the original Punch-Out! Japan 1983 and then got ported over to NES in 1987. Nice. So what's 2003 then? So what's 15? <laughs> now we're getting See, in now, 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 I, now I'm interested. Now now 2003 that puts you into PS2 territory or PS Yeah. Maybe even early PS3. No. I don't think so. No. A lot, a lot of sequels. Yep. Oh no, no, no! We're still we're we're very much into PS2 territory. PS3 didn't come out until 2006. Like now, nah, like that's a little early for PS3. No, there we go. So yeah, I mean we we've got some some anniversary episodes in in store again. I haven't finalized. I haven't finalized uh, anything Ooh. yet. Beautiful Joe is eight is fifteen. I've never played Beautiful Joe. That was a, that was a fun, quirky platformer beat 'em up. Clover Studios did a lot of really neat shit. Too bad Capcom shut them down. Call of Duty is fifteen. How that series has remained relevant? <laughs> it's basically Beyond Good and Evil is fifteen. Aw, baby games. <laughs> How cute. The Mario and Luigi series is 15. That's so precious. Um huh. so yeah, we've got we've got some anniversary titles uh on the slate. There are a couple of um 
newsworthy items. I know that I've been entertaining the idea of doing an episode based just talking about the game Undertale. Yeah, well, I won't be involved in that. So for 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 good or bad. So <laughs> you're going to be talking quite quite a bit of both. I won't be shocked if that ends up being another three-hour podcast for you. Yes. I apologize in advance. We'll see. Again, nothing is decided, and it will be decided again probably late December, early January, when I put up the first batch of recordings for 2018. So... If any of you out there have any ideas, anything you want us to talk about, though, you know, you can let us know. So it's we, we've done fan suggested episodes. So please, please feel free to drop us a line. What do you want us to yak about? And hell, maybe maybe even come on. We are always open to anyone and everyone who wants to come on and join us on an episode. So... Uh, you sound like a bar, Brian. <laughs> come on in. Everyone's invited. <laughs> come on. Well, well, I mean, I can't. I, I, I mean, yes. <laughs> come on in. Make, relax. Make yourself at home here. Have a gin. <laughs> but, you know, it. You know, just since we're winding this down now, I mean, you let us know. DLCpodcast.com. Click the feedback button. Let us know. Give us some ideas. Agree, disagree, add to a discussion. There's definitely going to be the, the, the three free play episodes for next year. Those are always great. I, lo- I love doing those. What, so so that just begs my next question. When are we just going to completely do that live and unscripted? <laughs> you know... I I'm I'm think that when we when we I move into my new apartment at the end of this month, I am seriously thinking about, and it's an idea that I've had in my head for some time. Seeing if I could am able to do, up for the free play episodes, just completely live, and whatever happens happens. Well, because a lot happens when we're between when we're between uh sessions of just the craziest bullshit happens it, it does and to, to 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 experience our zany live without edits you know <laughs> without fixing this in post yeah there is no we'll fix this in post it's you know, <laughs> what you what you hear is what you get so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna see if we can make that a a reality for season eight you know again on the free play episodes at least and see where we go from there don't know how yet I'll pull it off, but if, you know, any of you have ideas on how we can actually do that, let us know. Again, every single episode of downloadable content is on our website. It's also on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Play Music. They're not going anywhere. Are you going to do SoundCloud next? <laughs> is that the next target, Brian? <laughs> uh, I did look, and actually, if I were to do that, I would actually have to pay money for that. Oh, well, okay. And, un- <laughs> and suddenly we just fly see that flag off the roof. <laughs> yeah, I, before Season 7, I looked into putting downloadable content on SoundCloud, but um, for episodes that are this length, you know, we're looking at now an hour and a half, two hour long episodes, they want money, and I'm like, well, no, toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yeah, it's been a, a great, great year for downloadable content all around. Um, Nick, you were on quite a lot of episodes this year. What did I stand at? I didn't think I was on that much. Uh, let's see. You started this year. I know I did the Switch episode with you guys. I did E3. Obviously, I did this one. <laughs> um, what the fuck else did I do? This is your seventh episode for this year. I feel like it. <laughs> yeah, you 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 were on seven. You you did the uh, the season opener. You we, you did the the vaporware episode. Oh yes. You and, I do remember that. You and I did the Kirby 25th anniversary and the Mario Kart 25th anniversary. You were on the other, the, the second Switch episode. Yeah, the second Switch episode? This one, duh. No, this is the third. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, all right. lay off the booze, Nick! <laughs> <laughs> We started this year with the Switch before it was released. Then, then we did After Work, right? Then we did. Then we did one that was our first impressions on the Switch, and now this one. Do try and keep up. Oh my God! It, like I know it's only been like a year, but it feels like it's been like seven. Well, that has twenty seventeen in a nutshell. Well, that's 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 the Trump administration for you. We're all experiencing that. One year, one year is equal to twenty five in in Trump time. It's I get it. Holy shit! Like I, this has been a really long year for yours, truly. Yeah. So you are going to end this year having been on thirty four total episodes out of one hundred and forty one. That's still a mere. F- fraction compared to ron <laughs> well yeah you're th- uh you're gonna end or uh, what did i say 34 35 you're gonna end with 35 um yeah but that puts you in second place to ron's 98 <laughs> i mean i got a lot of catching up to do yeah he's, he's gonna have to go on sabbatical for years if you ever help to catch up <laughs> Well, because I was on sabbatical for years. Come on. Yes, but you you are in second with 35 out of 141 total episodes. So thank you actually very much for being on these episodes. I mean, you're a very, very good panelist. It's always a ton of fun. I, I try my best. And, you know, it, it, because I went through, like, you know, for people who may not know me that well, I went through a major, like, depressive episode. Really was losing my way in life, didn't want to do anything, didn't even want to game. And it, it was really just kind of a bad, bad time. And as I was starting to recover and starting to learn more about myself and kind of get out of this funk more or less, you know... Uh, a friend of my, uh, a coworker, and yeah, he is a friend of mine. Just kind of said, "No, let me just stop doing the, you know, your friend's podcast." And I kind of said, "That great question." <laughs> and it has been, it's been such a revitalized journey for me, and kind of gave me my own ideas, maybe to do something for myself down the road, you know. Maybe lay the groundwork for maybe some of my own work, instead of just leeching off Ryan all the damn time. Well, you know, 
I am here. I am. I am here. I am here to be leeched off of. So you know. That that sounds like some freaky BDSM, man. You know, whatever goes on behind closed doors. But yes, it. it, it not only does it remain for me to thank you, but definitely also, you know, my right-hand man, Ron, for, for being on this now 70-year journey here. You know, I just started this as just some way to talk to my friends about video games and the video game industry because it's a ton of fun. I love doing it, and I still love doing it. And now this idea has morphed into 141 episodes and seven years. <laughs> With plenty of medical problems in between. <laughs> yeah, medical problems, college. So, I mean, not only, not only, you know, just going down the list. I, I think it's you know, probably one of the few things keeping you sane after all these years. Yeah, it, it you know, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, not. But, but seriously, it's one of the, it, you know, as much as we love playing games, we love talking about games. And we wouldn't be doing this otherwise. Yes. So, you know, that is that is really the crux of it. So, again, thank you, Nick, very much. Thank you, Ron. I know you're not there, but you're probably going to wind up listening to this. So <laughs> you're there with us in spirit. He's there with us. In spirit, so, you know, <laughs> and the only panelists that we've had this year, we've had you, we've had Ron, we've had Tanya from Kisarath, we've had Reed, we've had our, our, our Captain N uh doug we have gabe we had andy we have shanna michelle we have our resident brit joshi we have ben you know i mentioned we have andy ryan you know the brothers wallace Uh, who else is who else came on uh yes yeah, some of gabe's friends we had rich we had brie we have dylan we had Did Jer- Wyatt jump on it this year, or was it last? Wyatt, I, I he he was next in my list. Wyatt was on an episode or two. We've had uh, my friend Jeremiah from Bombad Radio. Uh, again, Ronnie and Deja. You know, we've had a good chunk of people coming on this year. I think I got everybody. I think if if I th- did, we get any newcomers. We did. We did. We had a couple of people making their first appearances this year. Um, Which brings like your total panel count to like, you know, some ridiculously high number, like something like 30 some odd people. (laughs) Been a lot of people coming and going uh, uh, over seven years. You know, we've had uh, Ben. Ben has been on. It's so. To, to all of the panelists who have, have come on Downloadable Content this year, any other year, thank you so much. It's been a real, real pleasure, and I hope to see all of you again next year. And also, fresh meat. Fresh meat is always what we need. <laughs> <laughs> We now, need- that, now, you're, now you're sounding like Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> you know, just feed the downloadable content machine. It needs new. It needs it needs fresh blood to continue going. But it it's been a blast. So, from all of us here at Downloadable Content, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Enjoy your all the new games that you're gonna get this holiday season play them all i'll be doing the same and we will see you again in january so on that note i am brian williams have a wonderful holiday new year see you then